0: <laughs> back.
1: All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the post game podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined as always with Dave Schofield, editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, and Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. We talked about offensive part one, so if you just happen to stumble on part two, make sure you go back and check out part one to hear all the talk about the offensive side. The defensive side was a different story altogether. They did not give up any points in the first half. In the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, things certainly fell apart. Let's go over some of the statistics, though. We'll break it down that way. Let's start off by looking at the pass defense, and we do that by focusing on the Detroit quarterbacks. Tim Boyle got the start 7 for 15, 44 yards uh david i guess it's is it blah blow wow wow <laughs> 12 for 17 143 he did throw a touchdown uh what did you all think of the secondary when you look at the stats for the steelers uh you did have uh you know james pierre with three tackles justin lane with three tackles uh marcus allen had a pass defense lane had a pass defense those were the only two i'm sorry Joe Hayden. Hayden Tyson. better have because he almost Hayden, had the, the interception. He had a pass defense. Alulu had a pass defense. He only had four. What are you yeah. thoughts on the pass defense? We're not talking about sacking the quarterback, just pass defense. Brian, we'll start with you.
0: Well, once again, I'm looking at the first half, and if that's what I'm looking at, I was pleased with what they did as far as defending the pass. It might have been in the very beginning of the third quarter when Justin Lane had that nice that bre- that nice uh, that pass breakup. They, uh, I thought that was really solid. But as far as everything else goes, I think uh, I was pleased. I did not think it was a bad effort in the first half. Dave, what do you think about the
1: secondary?
2: Um, yeah, I I kind of agree with Brian there. There was one play where they, they were throwing it deep, and the receiver didn't come down with the ball, but Minka was coming in at him, and I, I said to my dad, I'm like, uh, if he catches that ball, Minka's going to dislodge it. But he didn't get a chance to dislodge it because he didn't catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? Do you guys know what play I'm talking about? It was a, it was a deeper yes. pass. Mm-hmm. Minka came in and kind of dove on it. Um, but... All in all, I was I was pretty satisfied. I did notice that that even early on, I know um, Mallette got injured, but I think in the first couple drives, I noticed even before that happened that I saw Pierre run onto the field and and Sutton slide inside early on, which is which is kind of of note. Just to be curious about how it was, but it it, it did. There was really nothing glaring at all with it, in my opinion. I just felt like, you know, sometimes they gave up some short passes, but did some, you know, like James Pierre was defending the sticks the one time and, you know, had to come up and, and tackle a short one. If um, not that he did something bad, it was a nice play to come up and make the tackle, but it was, it was just, it just wasn't what it was. So
1: in all, I was satisfied. Let me ask you guys this question. Brian, we'll start with you. Are you okay if they decide to move cam Sutton into the interior of the defense throughout the entire season, if that's like what they do and then shuffle someone on the outside at
0: this point? Yeah. You know, I, I am not uh, dissatisfied with what I'm seeing from James Pierre. I think he's turning heads in practice as well. So I don't have a problem with that. And we know what cam Sutton can do inside. I think he's solid in that position.
1: Dave, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I don't like it as much because Cam Sutton is not the type of, of I'm gonna say nickelbacker, if you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. slot backer, I guess is the better way to say it because the first one is not makes you think of another type of reference. Uh, so we'll go slot backer. Slotbacker, sorry about there that I one. <laughs> um so, <laughs> now, okay, back on track. Um, all because He's not going to be the guy that's going to – he's not a good blitzer, in my opinion. Um, That's why they were working with, you know, Brooks doing that job. But if the other guys, you know – (laughs) you can't make the team from the tank. Sorry. No, you can't make the club from the tub. Um, And that's what's going on right now with at the nickel position is they're trying to also find someone that can, that can be like what they had in years past for Mike Hilton. And they just, the the guys that they want to do it aren't healthy. So if Cam Sutton's doing that by default, I think he's, he can do well in that role, but it's not going to be the same role that we've seen in years past from the Steelers. If you know what I mean?
1: absolutely and and you know i know jeffrey benedict's in the live chat right now he's saying that last season when hilton was hurt and that when they played the browns and the ravens that run the ball as much as they do they couldn't put cam sutton in the slot it's, he's not the nickel guy in that situation yeah. so they're going to, have to figure something out there and like you said unfortunately millette and antoine brooks jr they're both injured who knows if antoine brooks will be back for the final preseason game there's a lot of question marks in that secondary still and they all kind of have a a ripple effect. For instance, what do they do with Sutton? Does Pierre play well enough? Is Lane going to be trustworthy enough? We'll see. Let's go to, uh, well, since we just talked about the secondary, let's talk about the pass rush next. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers only had one sack, uh, and it was a combined sack between Marcus Allen and Jameer Jones, who always seems to find his way around the football. Quarterback hits, they ended up with five. five. Cam Hayward had one. Isaiah Loudermilk had one. Uh, Jameer Jones had two Marcus Allen had one. Uh, They didn't get the sacks that we predicted, but what do you think about the pass rush? Brian, we'll start with you.
0: Well, louder milk actually had two, but uh, it was a late hit. (laughs) (laughs) They they had to take that away, you know? uh, So really, you know, I wasn't pleased with the the effort of what we've seen in the first two preseason games from the pass rush. It, uh, you know, we predicted the other day, three and four sacks, I believe uh, in the uh, over/under on the preview, and it, they just did not live to my um, live up to my expectations, especially with guys like Blau and the other guy with a B. I don't even know their names uh, at this point. Boyle, <laughs> <The law laughs> of Boyle and Blau. I mean, they'll get money for you. is a boy on Blau. I mean, that's really what what I felt like. I mean, I really, I would have loved to have seen. Jared Goff in that game just to get a better better assessment of what they were. But with all of that, there should have been a boil and blow on the turf a
1: lot more. If it's not a law firm, it sounds like a skin condition. <laughs> Suffering from boil and blow. <laughs> oh Do you have bad cases of boil and blow? <laughs> <laughs> if you get them together, it's really bad. Anyways, yeah. Not sure if it's sexually transmitted or not. Yeah. Anyways, let's go to <laughs> this coming
2: from the health teacher. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's right. I teach
1: it. <laughs> All right, Dave. What's your thought on the well, pass rush?
2: But my, my thought on the pass rush. I want to. Before I get to it, I want to bring up something that Brian said um about how we really wish that Jared Goff would have played in this game. Jared Goff played last week for the for the. Yeah, Lions. that's
1: what I remember. I don't know why he didn't play in this game.
2: I, I have a theory. Do you think they they played more starters last week and not – I don't know about their other starters because I don't even know who they are. I'm not that in tune with the Lions at this point in training camp. They're
1: not that good.
2: But, but I mean, so I don't even know who the the people would be, if you know what I mean. But do do you think they didn't play golf or maybe even others because they play the Steelers this season? Do you think they played it that way? Because yeah, I because Colin didn't care. You know, he's just like we don't play them until you know November. You know, we're we're doing what we do, and so I I bet you anything with the new head coach, everything they're like, oh, well, we play them later in the season. Let's not play these guys and 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 show them anything or stuff like that. So that could have been one thing. Now back to the pass rush. Yeah, it didn't have a lot of quarterback hits, um, but I will say the first half it seemed like they were trying to get rid of the ball really fast. You know what I'm saying? That there wasn't a lot of long developing plays. Now the second half, I mean my goodness, Blau was was killing the Steelers with his scrambling cuz they weren't finishing off the plays when they should have had several more sacks. That's what I didn't like is that they let the quarterback, I mean what did he end up having? I'm, I'm 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 trying to find it. He had 26 yards on two carries. You know what I'm saying? So, um That's that's the most frustrating thing is to let the quarterback out of the pocket, not finish off the sacks, let him run for first downs and things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the over-underline. We had it set at three and a half. I feel like most of us went either just under a three. I think I went over with you went four, and Brian and I went three. And so that was my gosh, I I was we weren't even close. So All right, let's talk about the rush defense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Detroit Lions, Craig Reynolds, five carries for 29 yards. David uh, Blau, two for 26. Jamar Jefferson, three for 22. And I'm not even going to try to pronounce Godwin's last name for 721. Yeah, there you go. Uh, What do you all think of the rush defense, Brian? Go ahead.
0: I was fine with it. I thought they were – they were really going after the ball carrier. Again, I know this is a theme with me tonight. It might be a cop-out. A lot of the rushing yards came in the second half, but what we saw from the first half with the guys that are going to count more looked pretty good. I thought they bottled
1: that team up. Dave, thoughts on the rush defense?
2: Yeah, especially looking at the first half, it was eight carries for 30 yards, 3.8 average. Um, And the main one was like... Uh, Jefferson busted out a, a 10-yard run. That was one of the first plays of the game, too. Like, um, If you think about it, the Lions, I think they got first downs on their first two offensive plays yep. and then didn't really have much yards for the rest of the first half, which, you know, that's, that's kind of nice. I mean, they only had 65 yards in the first half. I mean, combined, between rushing and passing, and 20 of them were in the first two plays. So... At least 20 of them. You know what I'm saying? So this I, – I feel like it, as the game wore on, I was kind of disappointed because I thought, oh, man, these Steelers' reserves are really showing that they're better than the other teams. That's not what happened tonight. They really wore down um, towards the end of the third quarter and, and into the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, that's – if you decide you don't want to really – look at that then then more that i'm a lot more happy with what the steelers did tonight
1: yeah uh, i one guy i was watching i just want to get Charles' opinion on him Schobert. this is joe Schobert's first time yeah. with the steelers brian i'm sure you were keeping an eye on number 45 like i was what were your what was your first initial take of Schobert's debut with the steelers i
0: i just thought it was incomplete i i really didn't feel like uh uh, I really didn't feel like he was up to speed with the uh, with the Steelers. I wanted to see a little more. Ta- How many tackles did he have? I don't a even three. Know.
1: Three total, one solo.
0: Okay, I yeah. wanted to see more from him, but you know, I I don't think that uh, I, I still think he's an upgrade over Spilly
2: at
1: this point. Gosh, I feel like Spillane's taking a step in the wrong direction, personally. But Dave, what are your thoughts on Showbert?
2: Well, I mean, he didn't stand out except for the play that was probably his worst play of the night when they, you know, dumped it was a third long. They dump it off to the tight end and he lets the tight end carry him for a couple yards to just get enough for the first down. So that's going to stand out because it was the most noticeable play he was a part of all night. Other than that, he was just kind of, you know, in in the midst you know, kind of doing the job that sometimes that, I mean, how many times did you not notice Vince Williams in a game that you're just like, like, is there anything that really, you know, I'm not saying not for specific plays, but there's times of the game where you're not really noticing what he's doing because he's basically just doing his job. I'd have to really go back and focus specifically on showbert to see if there was anything more on it. You know, for all I know, maybe one of the other uh, BTSC writers are, are already looking at that, if you know what I mean but um, I, I think what Brian said is that you know we how many practices did he have with the Steelers anyway so I, I think it's it's only going to get better from here um, yes. hopefully, but it's not like he came out and blew us out of the water.
1: Yeah, I, I saw the on-field interview with Mika Fitzpatrick uh, towards the end of the game. Again, I think if you're watching NFL Network, you didn't get to see it, uh, but he was with Missy Matthews, and he he thought that Schobert did a good job for the limited amount of practice mm-hmm. time that he had. Um, and so, you know, I think I think it's just the, the him and Devin Bush getting more time together is going to be beneficial. So we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. The most talk, talked about position that we should be talking about is the punting position. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> that's what everyone wants to talk about shockingly jordan it seemed like they did half and half dave it mm-hmm. looked like uh presley Harvin had the first half and we'll never well, really just, now. You know the only way we know is that jordan berry held Was field the goals in yep. the second half there's only one kick yeah. big press 50 yard bomb good hang time like a one or two yard return a great punt uh brian what do you see happening with this punting battle going into the final week of the preseason
0: well, I think the uh, the punning battle is actually decided at this point because you have to look at the recent history books with Jordan Berry and the inconsistencies that you had. You have to look at the reason why you cut him last year in favor of Mister Dustin Colquitt and the fact that he came that he they had to bring him back because the Colquitt experiment experiment was bad. So I think you have to look for the fact that you have not seen. Really, have you seen any problems in Presley Harvin's game at all? He has not struggled. And he, I mean, one, he's a younger leg. He's boomed it. That 50 yarder tonight, I think, kind of sealed it for him. I think, I think really he has to struggle for there to be a
2: problem.
1: Yeah. Dave, what are your thoughts entering the final week with this red hot battle of punning team?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that not only did Harvin have a fifty-yard punt, the the fact that it was a, a you know it was a three-yard return that was it because the, he didn't outkick his coverage and what's he the hang
1: time, man? He I mean I don't
2: time. I don't have the number of the hang time. I wish I did. I mean I would have to go back and and. And watch it, you know, and try to time it myself on TV. Do you remember? Do they do? Why don't they do that anymore? I remember back in the day oh, on CBS. To have every hanging. time there was yeah. a punt, there was they, they had the little clock running in the corner. Remember that? I do. I mean, how how long has it been since they did that? It's been um a while. But yeah, I I always liked that. But yeah, I don't know what the hang time was. But bottom line is is you can't kick it. I will I will tell you this, Jeff. I hate to tell you this. He was not the best punter on the field tonight.
1: Oh, the, the Detroit My, Lions punter. Holy no wonder cow. he's
2: a pro bowler, man. What was I it,
1: mean, like a 73-yard He yard had a 70-yard,
2: 70-something-yard 70 70 boot, you know, out of bounds. I mean, that was pretty impressive there. A um, little bit, you know, that, that's a bit much to ask uh, the rookie right now. But, um, yeah, that might have been, until the fourth quarter, that was the, the, the strength of the Lions game was their punter. But, yeah, you know, I, I – I, I was happy with big press.
1: Jeffrey Benedict in the live chat says, I'll put this up on the screen. um, Three yards. Isn't that the longest return he's allowed this preseason? Yes, it is. It it probably is. And when you think about that 72 yard or 73 yard bomb by the lions punter, Presley Harden really hasn't been in that situation where you just get to kick it as far and as high as you can. He's pretty much been in those spots where you want to angle it. You want to get good hang time. You want to make sure you're trying to put the bat, the spin on the ball that you want. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's interesting. Chris Boswell, uh, we're we're good with him. I mean, obviously, he's the kicker, but, I mean, we're confident. We're thinking he's back, and all the issues Mm -hmm. are in the past. Brian, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Dave, same? Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's do do game balls. Let's do game balls. We'll do an offensive game ball and a defensive game ball. Um, Let's go with Brian. Who's your first offensive game ball going to?
0: Well, you know what? I've, uh, I'm have i probably stealing from Dave. So Dave is going to uh, probably take the guy that, that I don't take. So I'm going to give him the obvious one, and I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Okay. What about uh, you, Dave? You got? Well,
2: there was two obvious ones, and one of them was the guy with the perfect QBR or quarterback. I don't know that QBR. I, I'm going to screw that up. But the with the por- perfect quarterback rating, and then – the other one is the guy that caught two touchdowns. So you've got yep. to you've got to give it to the rookie for for hauling in two touchdowns. That's who that's who Big Ben would want to get the game ball on this one, if you
1: know what I mean. Right. Those are obvious, so I have to go someone else, and I'm going to give it to Najee Harris just for the catch and run. Like I said, yeah, he's like, a playmaker. Yeah, he's Brian playmaker. called
2: it. He's like he's going to bust one out a big run. It just so happened yeah, to be with my pass. By the way, <laughs> so
1: here we, the over under. Let's recap yeah. this for those that listen to the Steelers preview every Thursday night. Live on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, Najee Harris, I had the rushing yards for 38 yards, mm-hmm. but he was under that. So yeah. we took the under there. I don't think anyone took the under and then total yards 51. And so obviously he finished over on that one, just to recap. But I'll give it to Najee. What about defensive side, Brian? Who are you giving the game ball to? Well, that's
0: that's really tough. Nobody really stands out completely to me. So one play that I really loved was by big number eight, Melvin Ingram. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Ingram on this one. I, I thought he was uh, holding down that spot really well. And it's nice to have the depth of that guy in there. And especially with them, when Watt is back, having those guys moving in and out, it's wow. We haven't had the the depth at, in, at outside linebacker
1: on the edge in a long time. All right. That's a good one. That's a good one. So what about you, Dave? He went with Ingram. Who do you have on defense?
2: I love the fact that you, that you're like, I don't know if there's one player that really stood out because the defense, like I said, in the first half gave up a total of, what did I say? 65 yards. And yet it wasn't like one player was the person that was doing everything. It was basically everyone across the board. So with that, Oh, that, I mean, that, that makes it really tough. Um, if I'm just trying to think of anyone that really had any, any outstanding stats and there, there really wasn't, I mean, I like the Ingram one. Um, I, it was nice to, I'll just say this. I'll go with Minka Fitzpatrick. It was nice to see him at back there doing his thing. Um, that, that kind of allowed the, the Steelers defense to do uh, things a little bit differently.
1: I'm going go to <laughs> go with Joe Hayden. Cause here's a guy that wants an extension. He wants an extension. <laughs> And he, if he only could have picked off that pass, I, I think it really would have been like, hey, you know, I'm still, I'm still here. But he made the break on that play. And that was a, that's a veteran move when you watch that play from the end zone camera, which they showed that when he almost picked it off. He's just reading the quarterback and he's ma- he's making a break on the ball. He's not technically probably supposed to be there, but still, uh, I thought Joe Hayden, he, he changes the dynamic when he's in there, just like Minka Fitzpatrick does. So, all right, guys. Um, let's do some final thoughts here. It was kind of a weird game. It's, it's been the antithesis of all the other preseason games in terms of the Steelers played well in the first half, not so great in the fourth quarter, Brian, what are your final thoughts after this game? Where it's 26, 20 Steelers.
0: You know what? I'm looking at the score being 26 to six at one point. And when I look at that, I, you know, that game it's done. So, when when you go ahead and give up the the twenty the uh, four, extra two touchdowns, especially with an onside kick with threes and fours in there, I don't get that concerned. When I look at the fact that we needed Ben Roethlisberger to come back and be vintage Ben Roethlisberger and do the things that he did, the pump fake, like you mentioned, Jeff was glorious. The uh, run to get out of trouble was tremendous. So you got to love that. You throw in the fact that he's got a brand new toy that we can trust in Pat Fryermuth. Wow. Najee Harris, Najee Harris, what he's doing. I got to look at that first half as a huge victory and make you feel good going forward. Because when it's a four game preseason, like it is for the Steelers this year, game three is the one that counts the most unless they decide to switch it up next week, I don't think they're going to. I think they'll do the switch up next year when they've got three games. But with all of that, I'm so happy with this effort. This is the best feeling you have. In weeks one and weeks two, you're like, they won, but. They looked good, but. There's not a lot. The only buts is, well, but the second half. But we know why you have that but, because it's threes, threes and fours. So, gentlemen, great job.
1: Dave, final thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm going to say what I liked is, you know, they, they played a somewhat clean game. I mean, they didn't have any takeaways, but there wasn't any turnovers either. You know, unless you wanted, I mean, in essence, you can say an, on a, a, allowing the other team to field an onside kick is like a turnover. But, you know, that kind of was what it was. But the Steelers' offense for the whole game, they had one punt. And one drive that ended the game and all the other ones put points on the board. So it's kind of, that's kind of a nice thing to look at. And, and the defense, I'm like I said, they held them scoreless in the first half. I know you could say, well, they were they didn't play everyone, but you know what? You can only do what you can do against the 11 players there lined up across from you. Um, the Steelers really need to, especially along that offensive line that hasn't had a lot of time together, just need some more consistency. And then I I, I think they're, they're, you know, getting – I mean, we only really got the one more game, and then we're going to be talking about regular season football. So there's still things that they can do. There's still things they can work on. But I will also say one thing um, – Stephon Tewitt and TJ Watt, of course, are at practice and doing other things, but they're not ready to go. The player that, that's that got to – you you've really got to say, hey, it might just be time that this is not going to work out now, is that Benny Snell didn't go again this week, and I didn't expect that. So hes he's got to show an awful lot real quick if he thinks he's still going to have a chance to make this team.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. So what uh, behind the steel and here on our podcast platform, we'll have everything for you that you need. For instance, the Steelers have to make another round of cuts on by Tuesday at 4 PM. Mm-hmm. They have to take the roster from 85 to 80. We'll give you everything from predictions as well as the breaking news. So make sure behind the steel is your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. We have a ton of podcasts out there for you. So make sure you check out all of them. We have a whole new noon lineup to check out as well as all of our morning shows and our afternoon shows. If you're not following us on our audio platform, make sure you are. We are everywhere where you get your podcasts. So just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so you do not miss a thing. That's a wrap, folks. The Steelers are 3-0 and on this preseason. Thank you for joining us on another postgame show. We'll be back next Friday night after the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers as they always do in the final preseason game. They wrap things up. We'll be there to talk about it. In the meantime, take it easy. We'll see you next week.